How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going all right. How's it going tonight, Tom? Hi, I'm Thomas. <laughs> Good answer about how you're doing, Tom. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I'm <again>. great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Always glad to have somebody on. Um, or a friend of Dave. I don't know. Uh, how, how are you guys uh, related? Uh, we're back. not actually related, but we might as oh well be. But um, I do have. Uh, uh, what are the rules? Are there rules to this podcast? Should oh, I be? Because you don't dox yourself or someone else. Don't be... no doxing. Yeah, okay. Got it. Unless they're a public official. Ooh. <laughs> don't tell me too personal of details, Tom. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the sake of Jake, uh, yes. who has not had the chance to meet you before, how do we know each other? We've known each other for a long ass time. We went to church together, Ooh. and my brother and Dave are best friends, as far mm-hmm. as I know, very good friends. And Dave has always been kind enough to let me into his friend circle as well. That's he, good. He, that gives <laughs> me way too much credit, Tom. But thank you. <laughs> I will say, because I don't yeah. want to like stir up any drama or anything. Are you aware of Dave's current religious state? His spiritual state as an individual? I'm not. Okay. I mean, I, if it's the same, I mean, like, look, just because we went to church doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean a lot of things. I feel like a lot of things have changed since then. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. 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 It's bringing me back. Um, also, we used to play some video games. We played some video games together, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when Halo 1 came out, uh, you had oh. that on the Xbox, and we were like, Let's borrow Tom's Xbox while he's out pissing or something for t- twenty minutes. Uh, just any time to get that in. Yeah, and then um, my brother and him would play Mega Man a lot. So nice uh, watching Dave play Mega Man is is that <laughs> Dave and I know okay. each other from me watching him play Mega Man. <laughs> I think that's fair. I still do that occasionally, but uh, I haven't kept up as much as your brother Chad, who yeah. He's like, oh, I did this perfectly. I'm like, I've played that game in ten years. <laughs> uh huh. But he's still so much on older, older consoles and keeping up with that. He's really oh, good yeah. at it. He keeps sharp. It's interesting. Sure. I feel like there's there's uh so, there's some gamers like speedrunners and stuff. They just stick to one game mm-hmm. and just master the one game. And then there's uh, some people that like to skip around a bunch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what what would you consider yourself, Jake? What do I? What am I? Yeah, what <laughs> or religiously, what am I? No, no, I don't care about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you feel like? What type of games are you into? What um? Oh, uh, so I play almost exclusively PC games. Um, though I do have a PlayStation Four. Um, I got one around the same time I guess Dave did because we were we played like Monster Hunter World and some other games like that, and I used it as an opportunity to catch up on like Bloodborne and other things. Yeah, but otherwise, I'm pretty much always playing PC games. Um, cool. Like, uh, 
<laughs> I used to play newer games, and I've definitely played a lot of games this year that people would know about, like Armored Core, Baldur's Gate, and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but I also play games nobody cares about, <laughs> like Heroes of the Storm or StarCraft Co-op and stuff like that. <laughs> right on. What about yourself? Yeah. What, do you, what do you play? Me? I still play Diablo 2. Like, Lord gotcha. of Destruction, old school. I still have old-ass fucking characters um, and items. And League of Legends. Shameful, but okay. And then... <laughs> I, I will say that isn't a, a terrible thing to play, but... Also, like a week ago, I did play a game. Hmm. Which one? Because uh, there were some British people who were like, "Oh, we're dicking around this." I'm like, uh-huh. "I used to play team. I can kick your ass. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go." Um, and I at least beat the bots. Mm-hmm. So wow, I still have that level of skill at the very very least. That's pretty Kudos. good. Yeah. You know what's funny is this isn't the the second. This is the second time today that I talked to somebody I hadn't otherwise talked to, and they played League of Legends. I was in the line at Micro Center checking out and uh, ended up talking to the guy ahead of me. And we talked about MOBAs a little bit and somehow, you know, whatever, Micro Center. And he mentioned he played League of Legends. So I told him he had my sympathies. Um, (laughs) It's gotten to the point now where I'm telling my girlfriend how I play and Mm -hmm. like about rotations and like why things are important. And like, it's, it's pretty fun to actually have somebody that like, to be dating somebody that's like, you know, interested in like surface level, like, are you taking this game seriously? Like, is this a rank game or not? Can I talk to uh-huh. you right now? Like, you're sitting at your desk. Sometimes you really care if I talk to you. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to have. It's good to have. I, I think to generalize that, if you've got somebody in your life that can appreciate your interests and take take interest yes. in it, that's very nice, especially if it's something that, you know, you really care about or can get invested in. Yeah, I feel I feel like a lot of relationships. Uh, it's like too judgmental about and like I do it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I totally do it. I'm like, oh, you're into that. Well, that's lame. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's I feel like it's good to at least have like an under. A, general basic understanding of like you know if you're dating somebody that's into sports like are you watching just like the highlights of the game or are you watching like your team at like some pinnacle moment you know like oh that's why you're upset okay yeah got it right that was important to you yeah yeah that's the thing you have to realize that it's important to them because I don't give a fuck about sports and which team wins or loses, but so many people do. And especially if you're like dating them, you should be cognizant of that and right. give a shit, at least at like to a degree, maybe at just a surface level. But to be completely outside of it and to be like, what? Oh, okay. Feels yeah. kind of, you're like, oh, I will interact with you on 90% of who you are and you're fast as a, as a human being outside of this one thing you're into we don't talk about that it's a separate thing taking it back to the bible it's just don't be unequally yoked right if you've got a hardcore philly sports fan like dude i've been saying forever you gotta be yoked gotta be yoked (laughs) equally hell yeah yo i used to i read that and i was i was like why does he care about eggs why do (laughs) i literally i was like egg yolks what does that have to do And I remember in class, because I went to a Christian school, like the teacher being like, no, it's that's like a thing that you call that you put over an ox. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
I, like in my head, I was like, so when you're dating somebody, because I was, you know, a young, impressionable person that you had to wear like these big giant things. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, sometimes you have to be yoked together. What? Yeah. I mean, you could be forgiven for believing that. I mean, as you like progress through a relationship, eventually it might end up with a bridal ceremony. <laughs> and like, that's that's a horse thing, too. So like, yeah. And you can be forgiven. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, <laughs> I'd like you to call into this number. Uh, there's people you can talk to. Um, one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So um, I was literally like just at the bar uh, with a friend, and like yeah. we were talking a little bit with uh, one of the bartenders, and I was like, "So Christianity is a cult, right?" And they're like, uh, "And I'm like, it's fine. We don't have to get into it. It's just my opinion." Uh, so, so to to that's Jake and all that, yeah, right. <laughs> to Jake and all that are listening. Um, I used I used to be a Christian as well, mm-hmm. but I've been having the same kind of thoughts recently too, Dave. Where like. I'm like taking out the trash and then I'm like, what? Like that happened the other day where I was walking back into my apartment and I was like, was that a cult? Was that just a cult that I was in? Like, was that, it's just just a really big one, right? Right. Like just more people are into it, right? Like that's just, it's, it's low key just a cult in my opinion. Yeah. And I think like I fully believed in Jesus and being a Christian and stuff for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, I just stopped fully believing it. Right. And in, in that religion, it's you're s- supposed to fully believe it wholeheartedly. And and I just stopped feel- feeling that way. And I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and my mom was like, what? No. And I <laughs> sat her down because she was a, a devout Christian, you know, and I'm like, yeah. hey, uh, so I don't believe this anymore. Uh, I, like entirely. And she was like, What? And I'm like, right. look, I don't believe it. And so I'm I was I, I kind of just want to be like, yo, I'm out. Right. Like, hey, I'm out. GG, shake my like, hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. GG. Good game. You know, I'll see you in the next uh, and I I'll circle back. Like, I remember telling her, like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe I'll come back. I don't know. She's like, Well, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm like, all right, thanks. But preach. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think some of the i i think knowing a lot of the stuff that was in the bible was really cool because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I i feel like it's you know mainstream meta if you will of mm-hmm. uh, like history meta hi- like knowing why the fuck and who cuz um uh, my girlfriend now she's doesn't have any I, she's non-american so mm-hmm. she, not like america is so fucking christian washed right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't even know. She's like, who is God? Who is Jesus? What do they have to do with each other? What are they doing? What? What? And so, like, I'm like, oh, wow, you don't know any of this shit. Like, cool. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy because, like, Jake and I both also, like, grew up Christian. Yeah. But uh, Jake's wife didn't. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have, like, that whole indoctrination of, like, oh, these are all the stories that you can, like, reference and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's still like so foreign to her as well and i'm like huh i i wish i was a part of that world where it's still so foreign to me (laughs) now that i'm at where i'm at yeah Um, because they just had like crazy beliefs about like this is bad one of the things being like pokemon cards because like 
oh, they're evolving. Evolution's bad. And then, like, video games, like, anything that's, like, outside of their bubble feels very... I don't know. They, they judge it pretty harshly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it was nice to get away from that, to be able to just kind of be my own individual. Still have morals, because it's not like people who aren't Christian don't have morals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not based in Christianity, that's all. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was that was it for me. The, the short of it, basically what Dave just described. My parents are pastors, and okay. their entire life is based around that. Like, that is their... Mm-hmm. The cornerstone is, <laughs> is Jesus to them, right? Um, so, it's not something I really talk about <laughs> with them. They know yeah. that I don't really believe anymore. Uh, yeah. But I'm not trying to make but, it hurt, right? I'm not trying to yeah. twist the knife or anything like that. It's just like, hey, I was just like, hey, God, if you're real, I got to know it. And I can't just, you know, keep going, pretending that I am good yeah. uh, with just believing it for no reason, right? I got to know. Yeah, yeah. It's like radio silence. I was I like, mean, okay, well, it's not going to be a big thing, but I'm just going to stop. Do you still talk with your parents, though? I do. I do occasionally, not as much as I should. <laughs> well, that's that's good though, because I know some people that like their parents cut them off and like exile them. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. that to me, it, uh, like being close to a like being close to somebody, and then being like, oh wow, that's what you're going through with like that's what being a Christian means to you. Like holy shit! Like the whole like Pokemon card things. Like some uh-huh. people weren't allowed to collect Pokemon cards, couldn't read Harry Potter. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people like they weren't allowed to listen to the radio. They they weren't allowed to consume mainstream media a, at all. Music, movies, video games, anything that didn't have to do with Jesus, they just could not interact with. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I was lucky that, I mean, lucky, but like, <laughs> I'm glad that my mom, who is like the major parental figure in my life, mm-hmm. I'm glad that she let me do my own thing after a certain point. I think when I was younger, I think like four or five, I was more isolated in the Christian bubble. But then after that, like whatever music, like literally whatever music she, she, I think how she set it up was just like, she doesn't want to hear, you know, the F words or curse words or anything like, so as long as I put on headphones or whatever, she just, you know, I didn't walk around swearing. I'm also just like, not that type of dude. I am. I swear a lot more now, but you know, young Thomas at eleven years old was still listening to like System of a Down. I think it was eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, Dave and I will talk about like POD or you know maybe some yeah. Five Iron Frenzy for the very okay. first time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a part of like the growing up experience. Um, but I think part of it, like for me, was like not many Christian bands had actually good music. A lot of it was kind of shit, uh, yeah. which is maybe indicative of your beliefs as a person. Um, <laughs> Dave's like, a lot more militant about it than I am. I'm just kind of like live and let oh, live. And yeah. Dave's like, we got to kill him. Dude, like, yeah. all of them. <laughs> Wait, I have I... hard opinions. <laughs> but no, it's, just, it's yeah. just that like once you are outside of the bubble and get to experience things outside of the bubble, regardless of what your belief system is, it does kind of like impact your worldview and you're like, Oh, this is also a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. How do I want to interpret that? How do I want to take that in? Except that it's a part of reality. Uh, even if whether I disagree with it or agree with it. Um, 
it, it was nice. And for how restrictive it felt as I was growing up, once I was, I kind of forced myself outside of it. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Yo, peace. <laughs> I'm out. Um, yeah, Dave, yeah. was there, because you, you were, so we've known each other since I was, what, how old? I'm thir- 35, I'm 34 now. And we've known each other since I was like, what, 19? It's a long time. A bit. <laughs> 16 or something. Like 16 that. years, yeah. Yeah. But um, was there something, Dave, that like you realized? Because I remember when we were younger that you would speak up a bit like, no, it shouldn't all be like that. No, being a Christian should not mean that. That's this is the world is not actually like that. You you can have morals outside of being a Christian. And I remember you saying shit like that when I was younger and being like like having a lot of respect for you and knowing that you were smart and knowing that you would like you know, you you don't just <laughs> mouth off without knowing something. You're the type of dude that knows something and you're knowledgeable about that thing and you're like actually whatever you just said was horseshit i'm gonna tell you what i know and i know a lot more than you do (laughs) so was there something when you were younger that like kind of you know split that you know what i mean got you to realize and think outside of it's kind of yeah i think a big thing for me again i hate to shout out my one cousin kevin who's kind of a wanker kevin if you're listening you're still kind of a wanker i love you as a person but like get your shit together um but he kind of introduced me to like he initially was like the the one relative who's like i i'm forced to go to church but i don't want to be there i have like an evolution uh thing instead of like a christian fish right yeah and he's like oh i'm outside of what the current norm of that bubble that i was a part of was yeah and i'm like all right what's his deal um and then, like, he showed me, like, some bands. My other cousin showed me some bands that were, again, just in a more secular space, not specifically anti-religious. I was like, okay, like, this also seems fine. Um, and then I started to look at it a little bit more. And then I looked at the Christians' views as far as how they were treating gay people, how they were treating women. I was like, I feel like they're all just people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, for me, kind of, like, put a a wedge in things and i was like let Mm. me kind of look at this a little bit more what Mm. do i actually feel what do i actually believe Mm -hmm. and then slowly i kind of developed my own belief system in a more secular space outside of that but yeah it was kind of seeing some things where i'm like that doesn't line up for me and i'm somebody who's very well granted i'm not like the most consistent straightforward person um if i have something that's not logically aligned yeah I either need to have somebody understand and resolve it for me by saying, oh, here's the piece that you're missing, or yeah. I need to reject it entirely because it doesn't mm. actually make sense. So thank you for validating me on that, Tom. I did not remember <laughs> half of that shit. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, because what you were saying about, you know, um, how, you know, anyone that's not straight or also just women like Mm -hmm. i remember being younger and being told like a like the woman needs to listen to the husband and the husband's in charge he's the head of the household right i remember being like oh okay yeah yeah, obviously yeah sure totally (laughs) and then like looking to my mom my parental figure and she's like yeah it should be that way yeah totally Mm -hmm. like yeah Hmm. i should like 
yeah. the husband should respect the wife. But yeah, as a wife, you need to do whatever your husband says, pretty much. And I you remember being like, right? okay. And then growing up and like actually starting to date women and being like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> like, what? These women are so fucking smart. Like, goddamn, if any man was dating, you know, because sometimes you go on dates and, you know, it doesn't work out and you're like, oh, that, that person's like dope as fuck. Like, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, you meet somebody you're like that person's dope. I don't want to have anything to do with that, you know, like more intertwined than that one interaction. But that mm-hmm. person's cool, you know, and you, you have a lot of things like that going on dates. At least I, I have of, of just like, wow, that person was rad. I'm glad I met that person and I hope they find somebody, but I'm not compatible. And then thinking just in that scope of things of like, that would be weird to try and, you know, form a relationship where, you know, that woman is not in charge, you right. know, or like, like how that person is so smart. Why would they listen to anyone? Like, <laughs> who the fuck would their husband have to be to be like, hey, look, I know a lot here. Right. Um, yeah, you're being unequally yoked. It just goes back to it. It yeah, just comes bro. back to it every time. Um, I, I love this Christian dance. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you say Christian dancing? Christian tangent. This is so oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel a... like... Yeah, good. I was I was just gonna say uh, I have like a related story because I when I was in college I was hanging out with a girl that was um she was Mormon mm-hmm. and uh, it was just like a Halloween party type thing with her friends and stuff and they were like joking around and something and one of them made the joke of like it's like ha ha why is it that why is it that why is it that guys can marry multiple women, but like yeah. women can't marry multiple guys or something like that. And they all just kind of like had a in group laugh about yeah. it and things like that. And I was just as an outsider here, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know what? Like, this is absurd. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. true Mormonism, Latter-day Saints, like that one is a lot harder to say. It's not a cult, right? <laughs> it's very yeah. much like kick you out of the group entirely. Yeah. Um, if you, if you leave, uh, but yeah, like it, it really is. It is so weird to like make that presumption. Hey, this is the order things have to be like my mom is like an alpha personality. She's very aggressive. She was in the military. She's all of this. My dad is like very passive, um, you know, very much like a caring individual. He did not like to punish us or do anything like that. Yeah. But the religious beliefs are like she has to be subservient to him. And she believes that entirely. Mm. But. The reality is their personalities aren't like that. So if she thinks that he's not being assertive enough, then she kind of holds it against him, right? She'll remind him, hey, this is your call. This is your play. Like, I'll yeah. follow you. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, isn't wouldn't a partnership just be like so much easier, right? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that would fucking make sense. I don't know. Almost. Yeah, it's... It's just crazy. I, I, I guess like I could understand it if it was just the patriarchy trying to push that. If it was just people like just old men who were like, mm-hmm. no, I must be in power all the time. But there's just generations of women who like are just like entirely convinced that they also need to be subservient. Right. And it's just whatever. That's not why I left religion, though. I left religion because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I couldn't get any answers. What, what part? 
So the short of it, without jumping yeah. into a whole theology lesson, yeah, yeah. and you can find this on YouTube. Not YouTube. You could on YouTube too. Jake, but like Jake has multiple YouTube videos about why he has denounced Christianity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does he I, really? I, I haven't even denounced it. I haven't really. Oh. No, no, no. Um, I honestly, you wouldn't <laughs> believe it because we talk about it on the podcast a fair amount. It's literally like video games and religion are probably mm -hmm. like the top two topics. Oh, really? Um, cool. It's it's more video games and religion, but it I mean, does come up because big... we have a similar upbringing. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's like eighty twenty or whatever. Okay. But, um. So here's the argument, right? Yes. Uh, if you, these are three th three traits of God uh, that modern Christian Christians assume to be correct: that God is all good, mm -hmm. that God is all powerful, mm -hmm. and that God is all knowing. Okay. Right. And pretty much, if you just ask any conventional evangelical Christian in the United States, they'll be like, "Yes, all three: all good, all powerful, all knowing." But the problem is, and this is the argument. You can't be all three of those things. Like the the nature mm -hmm. of the world is showing mm -hmm. that, like God can't yeah. be all three of those. Man, yeah, because you can't know everything fucked up that's going on without doing anything about it and being good. exactly yeah. right. Like if he's all powerful, all good, all knowing, why is there? Wait, your guys's reasons for yours is so much better than mine. <laughs> the, I I read the book. A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking, and he talked mm -hmm. about red and blue shifting planets, and the, the either the universe is expanding or contracting, we don't know which way, mm -hmm. but the fact that the universe is not in a still state, like in the Bible says, like God created the, the universe and then it was here, right? that yeah. means, I was like, oh, well, if you can, oh, that was the thing for me, mm -hmm. well, I was like, oh, well, maybe... I don't know if the universe is moving around, then that's a big stretch to be like, uh, God created the universe and it also moves around, but it doesn't say that in the Bible. Like you said, you said big stretch. I don't know if that was an intentional expanding universe pun or not, but, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was uh, so what do you guys usually talk about with video games? Now that we got all the religion out of the way, <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do, it what varies. Um, I mean, both of us are very much like Dark Souls nerds. Okay. Uh, as far as like the types of games we enjoy, but it can really vary. Like, if we played a game recently, or if something kind of comes up in like gaming news, as far as wow. oh, here are our takes on this, or why the fuck did Blizzard do this? Yeah. Uh, uh, they're dumb. That's usually my reason. Um, <laughs> we we go into more depth than that a lot of the times, but sometimes. That's the only way you can explain it. Okay, cool. Um, like a good recent example is like one of uh, the last episode, I think, was the Game Awards. So we talked about um, yeah. uh, a lot of the awards that were given out and how we felt about, you know, some of the games and how they were placed. Um, well, I'd love to roll in here and talk about like video games from a voiceover perspective and like share oh, yeah. some of that. Yeah, if you guys course. like, I feel like that would be cool. Have you done oh, yeah, video absolutely. game voiceovers, Tom? I know you did an anime voiceover. I actually was just in this indie game um, called The Voices Within. Okay. Um, I haven't yet gotten to play it because it just came out like this last week. Um, but I can I can link it to you. Hey. Sorry about Hello. that. Hello. Yeah. Sorry. Welcome back. <laughs> you know what happened? I was like, uh, can you still hear me? Um, right. 
what was I saying? I was. You're talking about the voices within. Is it the game on itch.io? Yeah, yeah, I can link it to you. But yeah. um, you know that character's a little softer, and uh, really excited because I love indie games and I love like the small indie game market. I think mm-hmm. they're able to do something. You know, you have somebody that loves video games and can just make a game. You know, with the technology now, you don't have to do what Diablo do two Diablo two did, which was you know, kill yourself to make <laughs> some masterpiece of a game. You can just you know, you just have an idea for a game and you can make something like that, or you know, you can love a style of game and get to work and you know plan a game and do some do stuff yourself. You know, you don't need a big team. Um, if you have an idea and you want to make some beautiful work of art, then people can play through. Um, and, you know, even if you are a master at making games, you know, this it's just I think the indie game market is going to be so fucking it, it, like it already is so cool. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about how fucking cool indie games are or like um, what's like a oh, you know, smaller, like how some like a 24, like, I don't know if you guys watch a a bunch of movies, like a 24 is like a smaller company relatively relative to, you know, larger companies. And during the strikes, they're still making movies because they love what they do. They love it. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like indie game makers are these, these groups of people. I was also in this, I'm in this game, Rose, uh, not Rosewater. I'm sorry. That's the newer one. Uh, Lamplight City. So I'm in the first Lamplight City. And I think I play th- three characters in that. Uh, Guy Dumas and some others. Um, but their new game, Rosewater, is out. And I think he's coming out with a third game. But you have these fucking fantastic artists that have an idea for a game. They want to do it themselves. They, you know, it's it takes a lot of fucking work and effort into making a game especially if you're doing everything yourself, you're casting things yourself, you're writing all, you're, like you're not just coming up with the game, you're also writing and creating all of the characters in your world. And then you have to find people to put in your world. You have to find the actor. Like, you know, I need to find someone that looks or sounds like, you know, I need someone that sounds like they can do this or this style of acting or character work or, you know, whatever. And I got to find a bunch of them, you know? And even just finding people can be hard. So that's my small tangent of how awesome indie games are and how I love. Uh, also, I, I watch a lot of like game grumps. I love I, I love mm-hmm. watching a lot of playthroughs of games because um, I that I listen to them as a podcast sort of. Right. And when you have bigger, you know, people like like, um, you know, big uh what do you call them? Let's players like bigger let's players. And they play small indie games of like, yo, check out this game. If you like this type of game, check it out. You know, like shovel Knight was sick and, you know, getting backing from people of like, yo, I want to play that type of game. You know, I feel like triple a games are, are definitely going like big and expansive. And, you know, I I don't think there's like a triple a game that you're going to pay $60 for. And it's like, this game is designed that you beat it in an hour and a half. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, people can be like, I'm not paying $60, for, you know, 
I think um, Call of Duty tried it with a campaign and it received like a one or a four on IGN. So yeah, I, I don't think that's well received. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it got kneecapped a little bit. Yeah, but also like you know, I I don't want to. I'm not the type of person that plays video games that I want to sit down and play uh, video games for six hours at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and like because that's the issue with me is I love story driven games and I love that shit. And so I can't walk away. So I just mm-hmm. step out of the ring entirely. I'm like, yo, those types of games are so cool. The stories are so engaging. I just can't sit because I'll sit down and just have to play through the whole thing. Right. You know. So, um, yeah, I love, I love the chance to audition. So here's the thing. I audition a lot for a lot of indie games or games Mm -hmm. in general, uh, as well as other shows and movies and stuff like that. So I'm auditioning more than I'm booking right now. And, uh, it's still so cool to be able to audition and audition for a role or a part that seems really right for me. Even if I don't get it, I'm like, oh, but I that like that's the type of gig that I would book. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been voice acting for a while now and I feel like um, the beginner stage, you're just auditioning for like everything Mm -hmm. where you're just like, I'm just fuck. What what is this? You know, a a 38 year old grandma and I'm 23. I could do it. (laughs) I can do a voice like that, you know, Uh and you just go in for everything. But then after a while, you realize your own skill set and they'll also like what voice they're looking for. Like I get auditions sometimes where I'll get a sheet for an anime and mm-hmm. it'll have like 10 different characters, you know, um, let's say 20 characters, 10 female, 10 male. I identify mm-hmm. as male. So I'm like, all right, those female characters, I'm not, I'm not even going to try. Right. And then bridge too far. Yeah. <laughs> a bridge too high. maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's 12 years old and he loves hanging out with his dog, you know, uh, and then there's like Jimmy's teacher. He's a, a intimidating male figure in Jimmy's life or whatever. And I'm like, oh, OK, that one, you know, right. <laughs> I can't, you know, I don't have the 12 year old voice. Anymore. I don't understand Timmy as a character, but I can intimidate the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of him. <laughs> I'm going to make Timmy cry. <laughs> I know how to do that. That's easy for me. <laughs> so is there something that you find yourself gravitating towards as for as far as indie games or roles within that space? Like, is there something like, is there an indie game that's out there where you're like, oh, I would love to be part of this series or franchise? That's a good question. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not digging deep enough. Mm-hmm. You know, also, that's a very bold, like, people ask me that question, but I feel like that's a very um, bold or sumptuous thing to think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like being like, hey, I like your game. Put me in it. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's also it also has to be pretty assumptive. If this is like a continuing series or something, you'll be like, hey, next God of War, just kick Christopher Judge out. I'm pretty sure I can do a good Kratos. Right. Like, no, yeah, no, no one's going to say that. No, right? no, no. I I mean. I should reach out to more indie, you know, indie game makers and i have in the past where like mm-hmm. if i'm scrolling through instagram or something and i see an indie game that's for funding i will reach out to them and be like hey i would love to audition for your for your game mm-hmm. um I, that's something i totally do where uh 
you know, I have a good setup. I know what I'm doing. I feel like just audition. You know, I, I don't th- <laughs> I, I I feel like that's that that I, I can bring myself to do that, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as you know, I meet some people and I want I don't want to I don't I like telling full truths. Mm-hmm. So if I look up you know, uh, a short clip of a game, you know, I feel like it's disingenuous to be like, Hey, I loved your game. You know, right. Yeah, you're yeah. not somebody I have. I didn't buy the game. I didn't actually sit down and play it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if I'm interested in a game, I'm really fucking interested. I want to, I want that audition. You know what right. I mean? Um, yeah. Cause, uh, you know, I feel like that's fair. Don't it, it correct me. It, Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'd love to audition for more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like as someone that's a, you know, Dark Souls player, mm-hmm. you know, would you want your voice actor to be totally head over heels for Dark Souls? Or do you just want them to be a good actor? Like, what hmm. what do you guys think? That's interesting. I mean, personally for me... um, I don't need somebody to love the exact same thing that I do. I just need them to do their job well. Mm-hmm. And if they do their job well, it'll carry over regardless. I think right. if you have a love of that thing, it will definitely lend itself to kind of carry over to say, oh, I'm going to put my all into this because I love it, right? Yeah. But like, I don't care about my day-to-day job, but I want to do it well. Therefore, I will do it well. Mm-hmm. Um but that's my take on it at least yeah i think maybe a i would agree with dave pretty much pretty much entirely the people like as long as the performance comes through i think that it's it's pretty good but i don't know what the back end of voice acting work is right like maybe if you're working on a project where you are more excited to see your name in the credits like when the game ships that is more personally rewarding right as opposed to something where it's just like here's like an nft game or something like that (laughs) the game is on the blockchain or something like that it's immediately going to be forgotten and everyone will change their names right like i mean like if i were to try voice acting today right yeah uh, and i was going for something in the dark souls series or a a souls like i'm approaching with a certain degree of reverence because Mm -hmm. i have such such love for that game or franchise right um where i want to do it justice essentially yeah all right cool so that's a limiting belief that i have i'm totally like i'm totally insecure i of a lot of things in my life and so it's cool uh my birthday is in a few days Hmm. so it's cool happy birthday Tom! happy birthday yeah Tom's birthday episode. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what we'll name. That's what we should name it. That's what we can name it. Tom's Hell, birthday. Wish Tom had people be like, who's Tom? Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's cool getting older because you just notice more stuff about yourself. Where like I notice like, oh, I'm insecure about shit. Oh, cool. Like that's good to know. Mm-hmm. You know, like being aware of it. Whereas where I was younger, just completely oblivious. But so something like that, I could be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, nice. You know, I I feel like through a lot of therapy and spiritual help mm-hmm. and meditation and stuff, like I realize like, oh, you can just, it doesn't have to be a big deal. You know what I mean? 
if you notice yeah. a flaw in yourself to change it, you can just be like, oh, okay. Like, I'll deal with that for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, video games, <laughs> indie games. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of interesting because I mean, obviously, so we've never. I don't. We'll, we'll let the cat out of the bag. We've oh, never sure. had a voice actor guest on cool. before. Before, um, and I'll be honest, I don't know anything about voice acting <laughs> cool. at all, nice. <laughs> right? Like, it's in. I think part of that is a little bit of the industry, right? So, so Dave and I maybe follow the game industry a little bit more yeah. than like some lay people and that might just be because we have to come up with content for the podcast right so we have to we have to track things sometimes but even tracking like the game industry you don't always see like voice actors uh like i I would say like an example where that wasn't the case recently kind of like breaks the rule a little bit is like Baldur's gate Mm three because like those voice actors were just so prolific like within that space and they went out and they played the game afterwards on stream and they did all this stuff. But like, other than that, I can't think of times where like they're very prominent. Um, Interesting. That's cool. Uh, Cause I'm just, this, I, that feels like it should lead to a question, but it doesn't. So if there's anything you want to follow up off of that, go for it. Nah, yeah. Just, I, I feel like because I hang out with a lot of voice actors, I'm aware mm-hmm. of like the new monopoly phone game. And mm-hmm. the new, uh, you know, Marvel, uh, the new Marvel game. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, don't don't break any NDAs for anyone. While we're... No, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's already out. And they, yeah, but because it, yeah. it's like you know, like my friends are in the game, so I'm like, oh, they're in that game now. Sick. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. cool. You know, um, that is really cool. And and also it's cool because I I take classes for like I I've taken coaching with Ariana Ratner, and she's mm-hmm. in like the new Diablo franchise. She's in like the new, this franchise. She's in the new. Wow. She's in smite. And then like, it's cool. Cause I've coached with her and have her give me feedback of like, here's what you could be doing better. You could do like, you're doing this well. And yeah, cool. You're right. in thinking that no, don't worry about that too much. And you know, um, so having people like it, that in my life is, is kind of that small bubble, uh, uh, that bubble of like, oh yeah, I guess most people don't know who their the voice actor is for that one show or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, also being in New York and being around a lot of filmmakers as well. Like when you go to see a movie, I feel like, you know, afterwards we're like looking up what what the budget was, how much they're making, who you know. We know who the director, the producer, you know, yeah. the, you know, all, like looking up the wiki after and stuff like that. But, you know, I it's been a long time. So it's hard to think that people just go to the movies and they're like, well, that was great. Cool. You uh-huh. know, like, <laughs> yeah, cool. That was that was great. I, I had a fun time. You know? <laughs> right. I don't know if it's super common, but, but like when I was growing up, my dad was such a a movie slut is that the right term i don't think so <laughs> uh, yeah go yes. on but he was constantly like pointing out to me like oh do you do you recognize such and such actor they're also in this movie they're also blah blah blah, blah. and to be fair a lot of those people were just john wayne um, <laughs> but, are you familiar with john wayne, <laughs> Remember john wayne? Uh, but like going forward i did kind of look for like if i heard a voice actor in something yeah uh-huh. or something sounded familiar looked familiar i'd be like 
wait a second, I kind of follow up on it. One of my favorite examples, uh, if you remember Batman Beyond, uh-huh. the voice of Terry McGinnis mm. was also the voice of the main character in Tony Hawk American Wasteland. And I was like, I hear Terry McGinnis from Batman <laughs> Beyond all the time. Yeah. Um, because I drew that connection. Like, it's the same yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and you might do the same thing with like Tara Strong and the number, the litany of things that she voice acts right. for Cartoon Network and animated series. Everything, like, actually. Every single thing. <laughs> Literally everything. Yeah. She's, she's actually doing me right now. <laughs> this is Tara Strong in the pocket. Um, but yeah, I, I like to be able to draw draw those ties a little bit to see how interconnected it is. Um, I know at least for voice acting, a lot of them are either Nolan North mm-hmm. and, uh, and Terrence I feel Strong bad. Chris, ba- Chris Baker. <laughs> right? Is it Is Chris? Chris Baker? I'm going to look this up. I feel like Matt I'm, Mercer does a sounds... lot of video games too, right? Matt Mercer's has, definitely yeah. been doing some more... Um, is Chris Baker uh, an NFL player? <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid that might be the case. Who's the voice of Joel from Last of Us? Because that's the other oh my gosh. big prominent guy. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Troy Baker. That's Troy who Baker. I was thinking of. Yeah. Chris Baker is the NFL. Sorry, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, do notice them. They 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 pop up a lot, especially if they're billed for a lot of things, right? They in a lot of games. And then yes. I feel like there's this idea. That like the 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 best voice actors can have like a whole bunch of different voices, but there are definitely are some that are also very prominent, and they don't really have a whole lot of different voices. They're pretty much the same voice, um, you, but they you don't become need it, like I guess prominent enough that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I feel um, like you know more. the voice of uh, you know God of War. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Christopher Judge. Yeah, yeah. Do you would you care if he did a different voice? If you could cast him in your game, you'd be no. like, yo, I got this massive voice. Yeah, it's right. going to destroy everyone with just the, the sound of his voice, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good note. And I mean, like, it does seem like um, there's less of a line between like traditional like actors in front of a camera mm-hmm. and like voice actors now. Like a, a really good example um, for a game that came out a while back was... Um, Cyberpunk 2077 had Keanu Reeves yep. uh, doing like the mo- mocap and voice acting. And it's like, come on, guys, like Troy Baker has to eat. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, if you're making a video game and Keanu Reeves is like, yeah, I'll do your game. Uh huh. You- <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to, you're probably going to pick it. Yeah. You know, I, I do. Mean, yeah. Go ahead. With a grain of salt, though, right? Because like, Let's say it's like Keanu Reeves is like, hey, can I be in this Mario game? And you're like, as fucking who, dude? <laughs> like, the Bowser, obviously. There has to be a line as far as like how you identify your character and like who they are and who would make sense essentially playing them in like a live mm. role yeah. uh, versus not. Yeah. It is, I will say, it is mad cool to come from the world of, you guys know, like, how cool video games were not mm-hmm. how not cool it was to you know figure out how to even play the game right. let alone win it you know what i mean like i feel like that was half of a lot of earlier games of like all right we have three buttons and you're gonna have to po- problem solve this thing and uh go you know yeah. you know let's look at um let's look at the the original zelda game right 
you're pretty much you're walking around and pressing buttons, you know, mm-hmm. like that's all you're kind of doing. But to now have like this totally expansive scope where, you know, big time, like uh, the new the boy in the hair, heron, the boy, heroin, the boy in the heron, <laughs> that's, you know, that's a different game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not a game, but it's a movie of like this anime mm-hmm. that just came out. Um and Robert Pattinson in it is in it, and yeah. these other actors are in it, and I don't have the list in front of me, so I can't like rattle them off. But you know, you have these amazing actors contributing to something that was not cool or popular e- even ten years ago. I feel like that is true. Yeah, you know, I feel like um, talking to people and being like, "Oh, uh, that that's one thing." And living in New York, mm-hmm. like, and dating and being single when I was single. And going on a date and, and being like, oh, what are you into? I'm like, oh, I like play video games. Like I play video games, watch movies. Mm-hmm. And just being like, like someone just being like, what? You're yeah. a grown man and you play video. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm like used to that. So like that would happen every now and again. But I remember that being just the reaction mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to anyone that you would talk outside of your small little circle that like played the nes you know yeah like what do you mean you play video games how why why would you do such a thing with your day you know see i'm on the opposite side of the spectrum also literally on the opposite side of the spectrum (laughs) Uh, as far as like for me uh video games are another type of media another type of content Mm -hmm. and i never really got into like sitting down and reading a book and just using my imagination to slowly trudge through words on a page to kind of build this fantasy environment in my head. Fucking render that shit. Let me play through it, right? Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect to, to have to defend books on the podcast. <laughs> books are still good. Like, I'm not, I like I'm not saying books, but like, <laughs> Come on, so many books. people are like, books i'm like but hear me out there's something better than books <laughs> so, the reason maybe it's the I, approach you're taking maybe it's the angle you're coming at you're just feeling like, all right that's on me burn uh, that play this that's not the take yeah Baron Hood 451 is a good movie and bible the video game uh-huh playing so genesis my, yeah. my whole take is the reason i enjoy video games as a form of media is like yeah books you have to use your imagination to kind of fill in the gaps for stuff and that's fine if you want to have that uh, experience. Movies is very much showing you what they want to show you. And you have to yeah. take away from that, hopefully, what they were intending. Mm-hmm. Whereas video games is still kind of like movies in that it wants to show you something and kind of you have a takeaway from it. But it can leverage uh, user agency mm-hmm. to its benefit. So like, let's say like a character kills another character. In a movie, you're like, okay, two fictional things. Why would I give a shit? But in like Wolfenstein, you have to like choose who lives or dies. And now Mm -hmm. you're a part of that story making that decision. Now -hmm. the decision is more impactful and has higher stakes because you're involved in it. It's not just this like fictional, um, ambiguous thing. It's a, again, you have agency. It's the agency and getting the the player involved into the story, which Mm -hmm. I really like. Yeah. I just went to, uh, film festival austin film festival Hmm. and um some of the writers from the new spider-man game were were there and i went to some of the writing uh uh what do you call them talks you know Hmm. and uh i just went like as a lover of video games and as a voice actor to be like oh 
you know, maybe there's some sort of takeaway directly, or maybe it's just cool to like hear the writers and hearing them talk about, you know, that agency that you're talking about, but having the, like, they're talking about writing that makes you want to go and do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. their work, like, (laughs) you know, it was cool to see them break down. Like, here's how I think of a script when we have a game that you want people to play and use the buttons, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to like kind of show people and talking about how, and I was like blown away by like their thought process of, of, um, of doing that. Cause as an actor, you know, I show up and I'm like, cool, I'm here to emote this feeling, right? You know, I'm here to bring these pages, these words to life. And anytime I hear writers talking, like hearing writers talk, or the, where they're building the skeleton structure of whatever media, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and in video games, it can be so massive because you have not just the dialogue and the storyline, but also the overarching thing of what's going on in the whole story. Um, you know, like a, a quest fetch game or something yeah. like like mm-hmm. a, a World of Warcraft. You still need to find reasons for your characters, you know, and as a player to inspire that agency to to implement the agency rather than just be like oh yeah i'll see how this plays out and i'll stand i'll like have my character just stand here you know yeah yeah it's it's very much like if it's a movie you want people to keep watching it you're keeping it interesting (laughs) look they have to have a reason to turn the page but if it's a game a recent i'd say a recent development in gaming is to allow people to do different things you talk back to mm-hmm. like the some of the some of like those arcade games are just like three buttons it's like yeah i don't know how much like the joust meta has evolved you know <laughs> over the years or whatever but like if you're playing an mmo or something like that mm-hmm. absolutely people should be asking that question of like okay cool we want to put this in the game why will players want to do this do they have a reason is it fun because like that it's a part of dailies done that entire question not being asked is actually pretty much my critique of starfield (laughs) (laughs) it's just like there's a bunch of stuff in the game but they never asked themselves why people would want to do it and Mm. you're like okay but yeah i see i i do like um the reason why mario 64 was so popular Mm. is that he you know his line of thinking with a lot of those nintendo games are you like how he first came up with Mario 64 is had uh, a Mario, you know, person, and he just was working on the physics of the little man running around and -hmm. chasing this rabbit. And like his whole theory for the game is like, you have to, whatever the quest is going on, you have to have fun, like running and jumping around in the game, like traveling through the world. If you're just walking, that should be fun. Mm -hmm. And I I love that because having um, this, I feel like having rules for your game are so awesome. Like um, uh, uh, Dead Space, like the creator of Dead Space, um, his whole thing is the whole game needs to be playable. No cutscenes. Right. Like that whole game, if you're in, like, if there's like a cutscene like type dialogue going through the game, you mm-hmm. still have agency and can walk around. Yes, and right. the, the whole point of, like that being one of their rules, I, I watched this documentary about it. It was amazing uh, where the one scene where uh, there's a tentacle that comes out yeah, and yeah. around the corner. Was this, this might be the no clip documentary. It, I'm not sure if that's the one you're talking about or not, okay. but I, I think I've seen this. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, they, they were talking about like that. 
the actual physics and the con- computer graphics and stuff and the the uh you know you can be at different spaces in the hallway before it triggers the event because if uh-huh. you trigger an event it becomes a cutscene but how to keep it so that a tentacle like pretty much you just see the tentacle clipping through the walls and stuff because the the technical side of it is too hard uh-huh. and and the the director of the game being like no this cannot be a cutscene i know it would look good but no we, you need to figure it out just spend as much time as you need figure it out it's in the <laughs> we made these rules you know and um hearing that sort of thing in the documentary was like oh my god that's so fucking beautiful because uh-huh. you you know you would think like ah you know whatever you have like a few second cutscene of the tentacle monster that it's hard to render like we get it you know we get what's going on yeah but um seeing games like that and and you know really sticking to your guns i feel like it feels like that much powerful of a game when you play that because you're like well i like in uh you know when they started you used to be able to look down and if in like a first person shooter if you mm-hmm. look down you wouldn't be able to see your own feet but then yes, they started implementing you can see your own feet and it's like oh nice you're implementing as much realistic things as you possibly can uh-huh. you know and uh i i always i always love games that do that because you really break the mold and and for other creators you're like oh you you hear what they did they sat down for two weeks and figured out how to make this tentacle you know what i mean yeah they sat there and it literally is gonna cost like four seconds in the game but they spent uh-huh. a few weeks figuring it out you know oh we can do stuff like that with our game and just sit down and figure something out if it's not working. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like that's the real thing. Cause as a creative, you guys know, like if you come across a problem, sometimes you want to be like, oh, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <I give up. laughs> that's true. There may have been some weeks when we're going to record a podcast and neither of us have an idea. And I'm just like, I don't want to, Dave. Yeah. But most of the time we push most of the time we push through it. There's probably I would say a handful less than a handful, this, yeah, yeah. Of times that we fully just gave up for a given no, week. I, I like that direct uh Dead Space director's approach to it because yeah. like when you realize as somebody who's playing a game that cutscene is happening, what do you do? You just hold the controller still, or maybe you put it down. You're like, this might be a long one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's removing you from the space of playing the game mm-hmm. versus like, hey, it's still active. You still need to react to things and do something, um, which keeps you in it, which I think is way better. Again, I don't want to shit on cutscenes. Like, there's some very good cutscenes in video games, and maybe it makes sense in that space. Um, yeah. But then there are other times where it's like, hey, you need to engage and do a thing and it yeah again yeah drives home so much more when you're actually doing it the kind of connection like you jake you were making earlier of like as a medium it would be like if at one point of a movie half of the movie theater got up and went to the bathroom right you know what i mean like (laughs) half of the movie is just like not engaged (laughs) oh it's this part okay great i'll be right back yeah you know In the olden days, we called that the intermission. <laughs> you got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. Although it's been a long time since I saw like a movie in theaters, to be honest. Really? I think it was the, it was the before times for me. I don't think it's. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Barbie was good. That's mm-hmm. the last one I saw. I'm debating seeing the new Godzilla movie because uh, <gasps> Chad, your brother, was uh, 
saying good things about it. I almost went with him that night, but he, as you know, was like last minute, like, hey, do you want to go to a movie? I'm like, dude, you got to give me a modicum of a heads up and not ask me like an hour before. Uh-huh. Wednesday afternoon matinee call, calls yes. up at 12. <laughs> yeah. I, well, he came from Pennsylvania to Brooklyn mm-hmm. th- to watch that movie with me. And then he went back home. And That's okay. dude, that movie is so good. I highly recommend you go and see it and have fun. I went with a group of my friends for my birthday, but uh, my one friend was like, yeah, it was too serious. And I was like, there's this parts you're supposed to laugh like there's uh-huh. a lot of jokes in that. And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. Like, humor, humor is a human construct. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I mentioned that, I, you know, he started to think like, oh, that is really funny. Uh-huh. Oh, that. Is, well, oh, OK. You know, she went into the movie with the guys of like, I need to analyze this. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I love Godzilla glasses movies. and a notepad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one either? I haven't. No. It, it is. It's like a two hour movie and like an hour and a half of it is meetings. There are meetings galore. <laughs> if you love watching people sit down and have meetings, watch Shin Godzilla. But it was awesome to watch. Like a movie, you know, what if I told you I went and saw the Avengers and then mm. 30 minutes of it was sitting in an office and then right. <laughs> like you'd be It'd like, be very confusing. What? Yeah. what are you talking about? Um, no, I love I love all Godzilla movies. They're so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about the boardroom meeting to Mothra ratio. Oh, right it's just yes, like if it's yeah. too much boardroom not enough mothra <laughs> the movie's gonna suffer yeah i feel like minus one has has a, a very good balance and, and not, like Excellent. uh you know that budget was 17 million they the, the guy that directed it uh did the cgi as well and also like um what else i'm gonna go see uh the boy and the heron tomorrow Mm-hmm. Um, really excited to see that uh, Miyazaki. Like, I, I went back the other day and I was watching uh, the one with the cats. I don't know what it's called. It's cats. It's Broadway. It's not cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the new one with the live action. Yeah, yeah, that's cats. That's cats. Uh, watching the Miyazaki like animated, like watching him animate, um, you know, all those years ago, and watching that beautiful animation, and then being stoked to see how much he's advanced over the years and like how much more detailed. And uh, so I'm really excited to see that one. Um, also the director, Michael uh, is, is an amazing dude um, seeing his work. You know, he was one of the directors of Fena and uh, him and Stephanie shade uh, directed the anime that I was in and uh, watching his work and being like, dude, oh man, I got to be part of this guy's, like I did a show with this guy like that's crazy like he also did um uh visions mm-hmm. uh the the Star Wars one um what else did they, they they got a lot of stuff going on but seeing their work and just being blown away and then you know being like dude I did a show with that guy like that guy directed me holy cow what yeah. me <laughs> like that guy's sick and and uh you know seeing his workflow as well um 
Yeah. Also going to the movies, I feel like I go to the movies a lot Mm. and I feel like having a movie per theater, like there's some movies where I want to sit at home and watch. Mm -hmm. And there's also some movies that I'm very particular about what theater I see it in, which I feel like some people, you know, they might just have access to like one regal, like a Mm. regal cinema or like an AMC or something. But in New York, you have access to smaller theaters where there's like 20 seats. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Or, you know, um, the Alamo Draft House or like IFC Center, like these smaller theaters mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, yeah, I want to see like a heartfelt drama in like a small theater where, you know, there's like 30 people and, you know, half of them are old retired people. And right. Everyone's sitting quietly watching the movie. That's definitely a lot more control than I have with my my local theaters. I will say. Yeah. Um, we can invite some old people to your theater. <laughs> that's, that's what I need. That's I can take I the local residents in my apartment <laughs> complex, and we'll we'll bus them over. Yo, that would be oh, sick. No. Don't want busing in in, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Yeah. Um. There is a couple though. I, I honestly I could I could check it out. I know that there's some some anime that are gonna be coming out pretty soon here. But the last time that I let friends drag me to like an anime yeah. uh movie was like the I think it was the No Game No Life movie. Okay. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was sorry. cursed. <laughs> and I think it was like uh it started playing in like dubs and then they switched mm-hmm. it over to subs and like they ended up giving everybody like a free movie ticket. What? It was really weird. Aww. It was a weird experience. But I haven't seen this. Um, so I'm I've been taking one for the team to not uh, curse anyone else's experience. <laughs> I've been staying home, uh, but I could still watch things. So I have the projector. So oh, you got your own theater. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly. so. That's the thing. That's the experience you want. Mm-hmm. You want that. Yeah. That's but and you watch. You know, there was one movie I saw. Was it Endgame? The Adve- Avengers Endgame, or is it? Yeah, a I think Endgame? it was Endgame. I watched. I watched Endgame. I watched it in theaters and I had watched all the movies before that. And I was like watching. Uh, no, no. What? Which one was the bad ending where everyone dies? Uh, in- Infinity War. I so think. I was watching Infinity War. Yeah. And right after everyone dies and right before the credits roll, this 12 year old kid behind me farts. <laughs> And I, I was dying. I just died laughing, like <laughs> covering my mouth, because it made the movie so much better. Like, uh-huh. right? I'm never gonna forget the ending of that movie when that kid farted. You know, That's fair. Like yeah. for for me, I like that type of stuff. I could also understand not wanting to hear a child fart behind you <laughs> at the height of a movie that you've been waiting for for ten years. I don't know. That's that's more memorable though, because now now you have that right. It's like if someone ever asks, like, "How do you feel about the whole unit of the MCU or whatever?" It'd be like, "I have a very specific story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you." But to um, be fair, if you were to ever rewatch the movie with friends, you'd be like, "Oh, is this the cut without the farts?" <laughs> right? It's weird. Yeah, it's it's a any, way better. any story that you can carry forward that isn't also like self-deprecating extremely is a good life story. So embrace those. Also, um, uh, there was another moment. So if I'm really looking forward to a movie, I will close my eyes and shut my like put my ear my hands over my ears and go la 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 la. I'm not hearing you. If I see mm-hmm. a commercial or an ad, 
Um, and I was like that with Star Wars. So Star Wars spoilers for, uh, I think it was seven or eight. Mm. And we're gonna yeah. spoil a random it's spoiler rule <laughs> so, if you haven't seen it by now but uh-huh. um i was so excited for it it was the first one with john boyega mm-hmm. and my brother was like oh yeah you know he's a jedi right and i was like don't do that uh-huh. no and he was like what uh-huh. he was holding a lightsaber in the the on the posters and stuff. I was like, I didn't watch any of the posters. He's like, what uh-huh. do you mean you didn't watch a poster? <laughs> yeah. Like if I would see a poster, I'd like look away from it. Like, um, but he was just messing with me. But mm-hmm. before that movie started, I went to go to the, to get more water. Cause I wanted a big jug of water. So I was like, all right, I'm just, I don't want to like have to leave or do anything. I want to enjoy this full movie. So on the way back, there were two again with these kids, these mm-hmm. two kids like yelling at each other on their way out of the movie, like, "Well, oh, I can't believe Han Solo died. That was crazy, right?" Like, <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. yeah, yeah, yeah that was that. crazy. Just... And I was like, I had this. I was so stunned, but uh-huh. had this because the movie was starting, and then sat down with my friends, and they were like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I'll tell you after the movie." They're like, you look, there's something seriously wrong with you. Something happened. Uh-huh. I was like. It did. I'm okay. We're all okay. I'll tell you after the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Just completely yeah, that's, stunned. That's that's like the the Snape killed Dumbledore. <laughs> spoilers stuff yeah. like that's just people just like honestly hurting the fan base all over again Dude, were, were there people that stood outside of theaters at, with signs and stuff like that yeah they had there was like book signings and any any place oh. that they could people had like signs that were just like snape kills oh, it was actually man. like it was one of the early spoiler memes i think where it was just it was so big that like I didn't even read Harry Potter and yeah. I knew Snape killed Dumbledore, yeah. right? So it's like <laughs> it was a really big deal. Um, yeah, we had a friend. We had a friend. I'm going to tell a story real quick, and we can yeah. start signing off. We usually go cool. for an hour. It's a little longer. It's all good. All right. Um, I have a friend who uh, was playing Destiny two with us, and the uh, I think it's Forsaken. It is the Forsaken expansion came out, and. On the cover art is basically a dead main character. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to say it. It's just Cade six uh, voiced by Nathan Fillion. Okay. And uh, literally dead, like on the cover, on the box for the expansion. And we were talking like in discord (laughs) and like mention it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers. (laughs) And we're like. My brother in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tying it back, Jake. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well done. But uh, thank you so much for coming on, Tom. Um, yeah. uh, excellent quality audio. <laughs> for some reason, it's a lot better than everybody else's. I don't. I don't know the justification for that. Yeah, Tom. Um, Tom was kind enough to uh, join us very last minute mm-hmm. uh, as a guest. So shouts out to him thank you so much for having me thank you yeah Yeah, i I don't know we didn't talk about this at all beforehand but if there's anything that you want shouted out we will you can either shout it out here we will put it in the description oh okay just link this is going to five people's time so like the full extent of the power of our podcast to amplify whatever message you have to five people thank you um (laughs) that that indie game that just came out last week check that out I'll, i'll give the link and then um yeah, uh, I can give you my Instagram or something. 
yeah, whatever, cool. whatever you want <laughs> associated with this podcast on the <laughs> internet forever. In perpetuity. Nothing. In perpetuity. Yeah. This. D- uh-huh. Just have my my voice just a huge beep, like a sensor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, no, but thank you so much. You guys are great. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah it was a really good time. On, thank you. Um, but for listeners out there, thank you for sticking around for our, our extra long episode here. Uh, right in if you want to hear more uh, about Tom or from Tom. We'll just forward the emails to him. Uh, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. Woo!